0: The following is a Journey into Comics Network production. Hey everyone, Andrew here from the Poor poor, and Foodies Watching Movies, and you are listening to the Best of the Week show, the only place you can listen to the highlights across all the shows on the network this week. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show, and remember, don't believe fake news.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Journey into Comics. Trash
2: City, Atlanta, Atlanta city. GA.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh man, I just called Atlanta Trash City. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I, was, uh, I was I was doing Bad Street. <laughs> they will um, They're
1: not going to take it personal. I don't think anybody in Georgia actually listens to our podcast. There's like six, six, six states in the United States that don't listen to us all time, and most of them are in places that might not even have internet. So I don't. I don't. Wyoming Montana. and no Montana listens to us. It's Wyoming, North and South Dakota that that we don't have plays in. Also Maine and Vermont. Like, come on! I love Ben and Jerry's, and I also love Bear, Bernie. <laughs> Bernie's. I almost call them berries.
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh fuck. <laughs> Bernie Sanders not Barry Sanders. <laughs> it's like if him and Obama did a fusion dance. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> Why are we talking about all the presidents on this fu- or I guess I guess Bernie is not president yet. <laughs> okay. Um yeah,
2: no. So they go climb on top of the trash, and there's and there's Jadis, and she's speaking normally. Yeah, one hundred percent, not broken speak, not anything else. And she's just kind of explaining why she went here, why she was there, and then why she stayed here. <coughs> and then yeah, I think one of the one of the more cooler ways that they got rid of walkers here is is what she did. She grinded him up in that trash grinder, and then it like made him a big pile of mush.
1: I loved the lead-up to that, though, because Rick and Michonne leave her. Like, fuck you. We don't want to save you. We don't want you to die, but you're not coming with us. Like, you had your chance to help us. You had your chance to give us guns and people to stop all of this. And you chose not to help. So, technically, you're culpable by default because you fucking did this. So, Rick's really pissed at her, legitimately. He's got beef. He's beefing with her. He's mad. So, they leave her and she's with everyone that just got gunned down of her people and it's her the one alive with all these dead and she sits up up at the top of the thing and just hits her it's just you know pounding her stick until they all formed a line man and then she just turns that shit on and lets the magic happen it was fucking gory and glorious and fucked up all at once um look like you just smelled something bad brando <laughs> no I, I looked over there got, I, like i saw something in the corner of my eye but there wasn't anything there well that's good i'm glad there's nothing there that's terrifying to think about um trying to think there's some other storylines we've got to tie up here that happen. uh oh enid and aaron they have a little storyline that kind of goes down mm. um at oceanside uh, Enid obviously killed the grandma, well, that was at the, right before this mid-season finale, or right at the mid-season finale? Yeah. Something like that. And, um, they're caught, and shit's gonna get bad, and you think shit's gonna get bad, but they actually get told to just leave. Like, they're like, we're not gonna kill you, but you have to fucking go and don't come back. Aaron sends Enid away, but he's not going. What? I'm confused by that call because it's like, what are you, a man, in this situation, in this community of women who have already not liked dudes up in their territory going to really fucking do? He really
2: likes dudes know. too, so...
1: No, no, yeah, I know I get that, I get that, I I, I do, I get that. I know he's not going to go in there with macho bullshit, he's probably going in there with lots of compassion... He's going to oh, go ever. in there
2: doing his Christopher Walken impression is what he's going to do. Oh, man.
1: He's amazing at that shit. Oh, I dude. love. Oh, dude. His walkin is amazing. We played yeah, that on it is.
2: Did we play that, like, on the show?
1: Yeah, we did that for uh, New Jedi and Last Mutants, yeah. 161, when we did the podcast-tastrophe day of marathoning podcasts oh, from gosh. 9 a.m. to whenever the fuck we stopped. I forget. It was, like, dinner time, like 5 yeah. Oh, yeah. Because we went out to dinner and then did the foodies podcast live from from dinner. That was a fucking weird episode to reference. Anyways, um, <clears throat> trying to think what else kind of gone on here. You touched on the fact that a lot of the things we see that are supposedly time jumps are Carl's vision of the future. What and his did you dying think of?
2: I uh, you know I I told you about that, but then in the episode when you see the end of that with Negan stand up from that. Had I not told you about that, would you have went,
1: what? No, you know, I, love, I, I, I enjoyed knowing because it made me more excited to see how that played out. And then also, if I wouldn't have been told that, it doesn't surprise me because, again, I'm hoping it's geared more towards what they did in the comics. And, you know, um, I just... Uh, it, Carl has a hope for the future, and he really, you know, drives it home with everybody in this episode. Like, seriously, folks, this is what needs to happen because we're on a path of destruction where we all lose. And I want to be the one that gets you guys to fucking wake up and realize it. Uh, I think the hardest part in the Carl episode was him talking to Judith. Yeah. I think that that one, like, it didn't break me. I didn't cry or anything. But if I was more emotionally invested in this show again... It could have it, it got me off guard with a little Cry KO, you know, little little tears out of nowhere. <laughs> By the way, I want you guys at Game Addicts Podcast, Cheap Pop, that's every Thursday at GameAddictsPodcast.com. Uh, I want you guys at Game Addicts to do a review on the Ojo. Have you seen that fucking thing? The Ojo? Yes. It is a projector that is built for the Switch. Oh. It charges okay. your Switch, and it also has ports that you can put HDMI ports for other systems into it, and it projects onto any flat surface. Okay, I think I've seen that. And they're also fully customizable. I so badly want to get one with the Journey into Comics network logo or possible future network logo. Spoiler alert. <clears throat> 17 weeks away. <laughs> what? What? How's it going, Brando? Anyways, oh, you a back weirdly, to are they specific? Cough. <laughs> I, yes, I do. Certain words come out when I cough, and I don't mean that to happen. It's all an accident. Is there any other storylines from Walking Dead that happened in those three episodes that I'm just brushing over that need to be more heavily digested? Jesus, cat of my existence, <laughs> Ami. We're trying to talk about the Walking Dead, cat. Get the fuck out. And get go. Get kick meow. <laughs>
2: I she gone now I think we got it man I think, we, uh, I think we touched on everything I love how you Shoot your cat out of here And, and the way you did
1: cat, cat, meow. <laughs> <laughs> She was pissing me off she was, Shit I'm dropping everything She was pissing me off Cause she was just like I'm in here to yell and tell you that I'm here And now I'm going to obnoxiously leave Like She was already walking away when I shooed her away it is like, come on, man! You didn't, e- you know, I'm doing a podcast. You see the headphones on my head. I don't look like this for any other reason, <laughs> <laughs> oh, except for maybe when I'm watching a movie or something with my headphones on. But no, man, I uh, I really enjoyed this episode, these episodes of The Walking Dead. I'm excited to continue watching. Having the um, the scene at the end of episode 11 with Negan covering Lucille in the guts and really driving the point home that. All you got to do is give one little kiss with this shit, and they become one of them. It was like coming back to the comics all over again. They fuck me with Carl. They redeem themselves with this. It's like, I feel like dumb and dumber, you know, just when I can't go and do anything stupid, or You go and completely redeem yourself, you know, like, great job. (laughs) Samson. I thought it was Swanson. Samsonite. Samsonite, that's right. (laughs) Samsonite. You know I I didn't see dumb and dumber two or dumb and dumber I don't what was the was it dumb and dumber two dumb and dumber T-O-O. two is the
2: actual sequel dumb and dumber er was like some <clears throat>
1: weird prequel that they did with other actors yeah that one was weird I saw that one I didn't see the actual sequel but the prequel made me not like it because they wrote they wrote a note to their dad and ketchup on the gym floor and I'm like, that, that is too much motherfucking effort to write a goddamn note. Just find some pen and motherfucking paper and write that shit down. You do not need to take your ketchup bottles and write across the entire gym floor, dad going out with my buddy to get some snacks um, or whatever. If
2: you get a chance, watch the sequel, number two.
1: From the suburbs of Chicago and Illinois, this is The Paul Report. With your host, Andrew
0: Bore. So yeah, it looks like it's time to grow up, our childhood of shopping the toy. I finding a toy that you didn't know existed before that very moment is gone due to the fact that now you can pull up your phone and search on Amazon for any toy under the sun. In the world of internet, not a whole lot can really stand up and take account for what's going on. And really from moving on from that, move on to some kind of sad news, tragic news involving a pedestrian bridge in Miami-Dade County. A uh, bridge collapsed over a highway and killed six um, Uh, According to the NPR article, uh, the number of people who died after a newly placed pedestrian bridge collapsed at Florida International University has risen to six, as crews worked to clear debris and wreckage from the scene in Miami-Dade County. In addition to the six people who were found dead at the site, ten others were transported to area hospitals. Miami-Dade police said an update on the accident Friday morning. Weighing some 950 tons, the pedestrian bridge was still under construction along the edge of Florida International University's campus when it collapsed Thursday afternoon on a major roadway, trapping motorists and passengers underneath. We have multiple victims. The numbers hasn't been determined yet. Miami-Dade County Deputy Mayor Maurice Kemp said at a news conference Thursday afternoon. Initially, authorities said four bodies had been recovered, but later Miami-Dade Police Spokesman Alvaro Zabaleta said the remains of two more people have been removed from the debris. They're still working away at the concrete, Uh, Zabaleta said at the news conference early Friday. Engineers told us last night that it has to be done very carefully, not only because we have to preserve evidence... Not only because there might be possible victims under there, we have to treat it very delicately because the safety of the rescuers, he said. Video footage shows the bridge collapse on a multi-lane highway, crushing vehicles underneath, and several people being loaded into ambulances. More than 100 search and rescue workers were using heavy equipment, search dogs, and cranes. Officials said the public to avoid the area and and directed people worried about loved ones to get in touch with the Family Reunification Center at FIU's campus. In a news conference late Thursday evening, FIU President Mark Rosenberg recalled that his university's commitment had just celebrated over the weekend in a milestone in the erection of the bridge, a project which originally began in 2010. The bridge was about collaboration, it was about hope, it was about opportunity, it was about determination, he said. Now we're feeling immense sadness, uncontrollable sadness. All we can do is promise a very thorough investigation getting to the bottom of this, Rosenberg said and mourn those who we've lost. FIG bridge engineers designed the bridge and said in a statement that it was stunned by the tra- today's tragic collapse and would coolly f- cooperate in the investigation. In our 40-year history, nothing like this has ever happened before, the statement said. Member station, Double reported FIG was fined for the South Norfolk-Jordan bridge collapse in 2012 in Virginia. According to the Virginia pilot, the state issued four $7,000 fines for violating the ranges from changing a girder to not performing inspections. MGM Construction was building... The Florida Bridge and Post a statement expressing distress over the collapse and referring to a loss of life. Witnesses tell WLRN the structure fell without warning around 1.30 p.m. as a traffic light went red and concrete fell on stopped vehicles. Other motorists rushed out of their cars to help. The main span of the bridge was installed on Saturday. The bridge was not expected to open to foot traffic until early next year. It was intended to boost student safety, spanning a portion of U.S. Highway 41 known as the tamiami trail to help people cross from campus to the city of sweetwater where the university said thousands of students live the university is currently on spring break the national transportation safety board said it would send a go team to investigate the innocent in a tuesday news release the university touted the rapid installation of the first of its kind pedestrian bridge which the ap explained allows it to be pre then swung into place before the central support tower was built the 174-foot 950 ton section of the bridge was built adjacent to the southwest 8th Street using accelerated bridge construction methods which are being adva- which are being advanced at FIU's Accelerated Bridge Construction University Transportation Center. Wow, that's a mouthful. This method of construction reduces potential risks to workers, commuters, and pedestrians, and minimizes traffic interruptions. The main span of the FIU-Sweetwater University City Bridge was installed in a few hours with limited disruption to traffic over the weekend. In the Tuesday's release, the university added the FIU-Sweetwater University City Bridge. The larger pedestrian bridge moved via self-propelled modular transportation in U.S. history. It was also the first in the world to be constructed entirely of self-cleaning concrete when exposed to sunlight. The titanium dioxide in the concrete captures pollutants and turns its bright white reducing maintenance costs. White House Press Secretary Sarah Colby Sanders said, President Trump is aware of the bridge collapse and will continue to monitor the situation. So it looks like a first-of-its-kind type of bridge construction resulted in a major loss of lives for a pedestrian bridge that wasn't even open to the public yet. My heart goes out to the victims and their families, and hopefully this investigation figure out what the root cause is so something like this doesn't happen to the future. And hopefully whoever's responsible, whether it was uh, improperly installed, improperly inspected, something of that nature that caused it, or it could have just been a freak of nature, hopefully everything is, the investigation proves what happened, and we're able to move to a resolution in the future. And going from that to everyone's favorite topic, and that involves President Donald J. Trump. So, as Trump lashes out at Mueller, Congress at standstill on shielding special counsel. So while some Republicans issued sharp warnings Sunday to President Donald Trump against firing Special Counsel Robert Mueller, Robert Mueller, sorry, recent efforts to Congress to protect the special counsel have stalled. Republican leaders have said they see no reason to intervene, given that they are cons- they considered good cooperation between the White House and the Mueller team. But that was before this weekend. Tensions escalated after Trump's lawyer John Dowd issued a prayer Saturday that Deputy Attorney General Rod Rosenstein would bring an end to Mueller's probe into possible collusion between Trump's campaign and Russia's in Moscow's meddling in the 2016 election. That was followed by unprecedented tweets from the president going after Mueller by name, an approach he's avoided as he sought to appear accommodating in the investigation. The Mueller probe should never have been started, and there was no collusion, and there was no crime, he tweeted Saturday. Trump followed this Sunday morning with another tweet more directly condemning Mueller's team. Why does the Mueller team have 13 hardened Democrats, some big crooked Hillary supporters, and zero Republicans, Trump wrote. Another Dem recently added, does anyone think this is fair? And yet there is no collusion. No collusion is in all caps. Reacting to the backlash over Trump and Dowd's remarks, White House Special Counsel Ty Cobb emphasized in a statement Sunday night that the president is not considering firing Mueller. In response to media speculation-related questions being posed to the administration, the White House yet again confirms that the president is not considering or discussing the firing of the special counsel. Republican lawmakers on... Sunday sought to warn the president that any action against Mueller would not be tolerated by Congress. If he tried to do that, this would be the beginning of the end of his presidency, said Senator Lindsey Graham of South Carolina on CNN State of the Union. Senator Jeff Flake of Arizona made similar remarks on the show. I mean, taking to my talking to my colleagues all along, it was you know, once he got a- goes after Mueller, then we'll take action. House Oversight Committee Chairman Trey Gowdy himself, a for- former federal prosecutor, also defended Mueller. I think the pred- president's Attorney frankly does him a disservice when he says that, and when he frames the investigation in that way. The South Carolina Republican said on Fox News Sunday. He later added, "If you have an innocent client, Mr. Dowd, act like it." Their comments potentially signaled steps stepped up by action by Congress's lawmakers. Return this week to the most serious threat they faced of possible action by the White House against Mueller, but it's unclear whether Congress will make any moves. Lawmakers face a must-pass spending bill amid the other major action in the Senate on sex trafficking and a war authorization, all before they leave town Friday night for a two-week recess. Concerns about Trump trying to push out Mueller have been brewing since the former FBI director was appointed to the job last May. Seen a reported in January that Trump wanted Mueller fired last June, but White House counsel Dan McGahn refused to order the Justice Department to let the special prosecutor go The New York Times first reported the incident, citing four people who told of the matter. Trump denied that he moved to have Mueller fired. Senators introduced two bipartisan bills last year aimed at protecting a special counsel from political pressure from the White House. The Special Counsel Integrity Act, introduced by Republican Senator Thorne uh, Tillis of North Carolina, and Democrat Senator Chris Coons of Delaware would allow a special counsel to be fired only for misconduct, dereliction of duty, incapacity, conflicts of interest, or other good cause, including violation of DOJ policies. Another bill, the Special Counsel Independence Protection Act, was introduced by Graham and Democratic Senator Cory Booker of New Jersey, and require a federal judge to first sign off on any action to discipline or fire a special counsel. The Senate Judiciary Committee held a hearing in September that looked at the two bills, but the legislation has gone nowhere since then. In January, after the news broke that Trump had fired, had tried to get Mueller fired, the chairman of the Senate Judiciary Committee urged Trump to let Mueller's investigation work its course and said he was open to re- to considering the legislation that would shield the special counsel from political pleasure. I just don't think the president, as unpredictable as he is, would fire Mueller. And I think and I take the view and I said, so maybe not directly to the president, but indirectly to the president. Just let this, just let this work its course, Republican Senator Chuck Grassley said in an interview with CNN. At around the same time, Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell said he saw no efforts underway at the White House to undermine the Mueller investigation. I don't feel any particular need to reach out to protect someone who seems to need no protection. McConnell told reporters the spokesman for the Majority Leader did not have anything to add Sunday. Grassley said he wanted the two bills to be reconciled and then he would examine any potential constitutional concerns about the separation of powers. The spokesman, uh, Taylor Foy, did not comment directly Sunday on whether the committee would move forward with the legislation, but said Chairman Grassley has said on many occasions that the special counsel's investigation should be allowed to continue uninterrupted. Coons issued a statement Sunday calling for more senators to support his bill with Tillis. Any attempt by the president to obstruct or move the special counsel would create a constitutional crisis and present an attack on the core American principle that nobody, including the president of the United States, is above the law.
5: Do I have everybody's
6: attention now?
2: I got some weird news that I just read. Bring it. Of course, we covered uh, Vince launching the new XFL. Yeah, uh, going to be launching in like two years. And this news is Charlie Ebersol, son of the uh, television executive Dick Ebersol, formerly of like I don't know if he's still with NBC or longtime partner of Vince McMahon and NBC Universal was a big proponent behind the old Saturday Night's Main Events and also a partner in the original XFL. Charlie Ebersole is involved in the launch of a new American football league called the Alliance of American Football. Charlie Ebersole recently directed the the ESPN documentary entitled This Was the XFL, which explored the business relationship between his father and Vince McMahon. The launch of the AAF is currently scheduled for February of next year, which is a full year ahead of the XFL's launch. And it's interesting to note that the official XFL Twitter account has not tweeted since the Super Bowl.
1: Interesting. Is that not happening now? Uh, I don't know. Uh,
2: here's a statement from, the, uh, from AAF.com. Led by some of the most respected football minds in the game, the Alliance of America Football is an eight-team single-entity structured league driven by high-quality professional football and fueled by a dynamic alliance between players fans, and the game. The fans will be able to stream Alliance matchups via the free Alliance app while while accessing integrated fantasy options with real rewards for themselves and the players that that they're cheering on. Players will have state-of-the-art protection uh, on the field and ample opportunities off of it. The Alliance will provide players with a comprehensive bonus system, post-football career planning, as well as counseling and scholarship support for post-secondary education. Funded by TV and film producer Charlie Ebersol and Hall of Famer Bill Polian, the Alliance will begin a 12-week season uh, kickoff um, February 9th, 2019, on CBS and culminating in the championship game uh, weekend of April 26th to 28th on in 2019.
1: Interesting, that uh, seems to maybe be changing everything and uh, you know it says state of the art protection all I can think of is they're going to be in those giant fucking bouncy balls. (laughs) (laughs) hell yeah dude that'd be i would watch just for that to see him bouncing all around me too like envision if the bouncy ball was also velcro and the football was also velcro and you just had a guy (laughs) who threw the football he was never in danger to to get sacked he just had to try to like land it on the ball and your guys (laughs) running with it you know (laughs) oh man that would be hilarious. I don't think that's going to happen. Did you hear about this uh, crazy video, by the way? Do you know about this? Crazy video? Yeah, the steroid video. Do you know about this? Yeah. There's this guy, John Bravo, claims that he can Johnny Bravo. Well, John Bravo.
2: Hey, pretty mama. Hey, pretty mama. <laughs> Man, I'm pretty. Uh,
1: he, he, he claims that he's got proof that he can um, implicate several professional wrestlers in a steroid ring. Roman mm-hmm. Reigns being one of them, the finished documentary doesn't even give a single shed of evidence. They just keep claiming that all the evidence is in the, currently in the DEA's hands, and they have, you know, they can only uh, essentially just tell you what they have proof of, but nothing exist. There's no proof. Nothing has been confirmed. It also speculates Sheamus, Jinder Mahal, The Rock, Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar, and John Cena also possibly be involved, as well as Ultimate Warrior, Sting, and Chris Masters. Uh, But again, no proof in the pudding here. It's just complete bullshit. This guy's full of bullshit. I think he's just trying to get ratings and get shit, and he mistaked Roman Reigns for Luther Reigns, and they're not even the same fucking person. It's like, how can you that, that doesn't even make sense. Like they don't even have the same hairstyle. What are you doing, horseshoe? You dumb shit. Horseshoe. Yes. Yes. There's, did did, the, uh, did that
2: episode ever make air?
1: That was the part of the episode that made air. That was so loopy that at the end of the episode, after we had just talked about those things, we actually claimed that we hadn't been able to talk about those things because it was on the broken episode that never made air. (laughs) I haven't gone back to listen to that. So people were probably like, what the fuck are these guys on? They just talked about these fucking B-rate WCW jobbers, and now they're saying that they lost that footage. What the fuck? What paradox am I in?
2: Dude, we were so fucking tired that like it is no surprise that we forgot what we talked about 5 minutes prior. Uh
1: yeah, there's no surprise to that uh whatsoever. Um <clears throat> did you know that the Rock picked a possible opponent for Rusev at WrestleMania 34? Did he really? Yeah, Kevin Hart. He said Kevin Hart, you'll pu- he'll put you over but you got to kayfabe his STD.
7: <laughs> <laughs>
1: of course, and then uh <laughs> A lot of people are saying Oh my god You know who would be amazing For Rusev to face Would be Stephen Amell You know And of course Stephen Amell's more He's more um, Loyal to Cody Than he was Most likely to WWE And that's something That needs to be noted However He tweeted Please stop suggesting me I am terrified Of this person (laughs) Like Don't (laughs) Don't bring me Into this (laughs) that's awesome (laughs) hell yeah so we'll see what happens there brando but as far as that news is concerned i don't really have a whole lot we're on the fast track to mania here we've got uh you know charlotte oscar's official alexa naya's official interesting because you could see titles it's weird because the way they're setting everything up you could almost say every title could change hands at mania Mm -hmm. I see titles, triple threat that could change hands easily. Universal change hands. WWE change hands. U.S. title, if it ends up getting defended, will most likely change hands. It's a lot, bro. Tag titles are probably going to change hands. Did you hear about that? Sheamus might be done. What? Yeah, Sheamus is looking to uh, be done with wrestling in the next, like, six months to a year, possibly. No kidding. And um, that's a lot of the reason that they, uh, it's a lot of the reason that on Raw they had Braun win the tag title thing because now Braun can go in, hold the titles for a bit, and then get bored with the titles and you know do something else with them and it'll be super interesting.
2: Okay, so I remember hearing about not long ago that Seamus has a similar neck problem to like Edge and... Yeah,
1: he has spinal uh, stenosis.
2: So yeah, I, I heard that a while back. So... Maybe he's thinking, man, you know what? I need to come in here, make some more money, save up some more money, and then, you know, get out of Dodge, man. Maybe he can, you know, whether or not he needs to have a surgery, and maybe he can come back on a limited basis.
1: <coughs> well, me. we all know his stardom in Hollywood is rock steady is not taking him very far, so. No, but there he, he is a big dude,
2: and he does have a lot of character and a lot of charm. So if he actually focuses on, out there and starts from the ground level... There's a chance he could get some parts. Just look at Batista. Batista is, I mean, he he stumbled into Drax. No no offense to Batista. He got the Drax role, and now he's a bigger Hollywood player. Uh, before that, what did you see him in?
1: Uh, he was in, like, some sort of Golden Dragon movie with arms. Like, he had crazy fits of, fists of rage or some shit. What was that movie? I don't know, but I remember one movie he was in with Rob Van Dam. Called Wrong Side of Town. Him and Rob Van Dam starting a movie together. That's amazing. Dude, it's awful. It is so freaking awful.
2: And, like, I remember, like, me and Rob watched that on the old streaming Netflix back when you can only stream it on the computer. Oh, shit. And we were actually thinking of doing, like, a YouTube or a podcast or whatever it was at the time where we, wa- it was almost like a modern day. Uh, Mystery Science Theater or Science Mystery Theater, How, whichever way you say it. Mystery Science Theater
1: 3000.
2: Yes. Uh, a modern-day version of that, but we just, like, intentionally go out and just find the worst movies. Like, like, it was, the, the series was going to be called Direct-to-DVD, and we were going to be trying to find the best movies that we could find. And, uh, unfortunately, uh, Rob's a little camera shy and didn't want to, you know, really do that. He wanted to watch them, but he didn't really want to do a show on them. And I we watched Wrong Side of Town. And I remember like we watched a movie. We were like, wow, this is pretty bad. And then the end credit scenes was Ja Rule. Remember him?
4: Fuck yeah, I remember Ja Rule. He's
1: like,
2: wrong side. R- wrong side of town. Wrong side. I'm wrong side of town. It's like, dude, we fucking lost it. We weren't even high. We weren't drunk, dude. But just, just the sheer, like, the kookiness of the whole thing. But, you know, Seamus could have a possible career in Hollywood if he gets out there. Focus it on him 100%, not try to be a wrestler in that. Separate himself from the wrestling thing. He's got a good look about him. Uh, Him being so pale gives him a unique feel about him. He could
1: star as, uh, what was it, Wesley Willis and Braveheart? (laughs) Wesley Wallace? William Wallace. William Wallace, I don't fucking remember. Wesley Willis.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, dude.
1: This
2: week on WCW Main Event, Wesley Willis mm. versus The Dandy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the Dandy making his grand return to the show yet again. Another week here.
3: We're going to fuck, gonna fuck, fuck the, sodomites sodomites
6: the sodomites in the...
8: I was dying. You were dying. Yeah, that's why I wasn't here. Oh, yeah, yeah you were sick. Well, I like, was last sick time as you're fuck. like
6: you, you explained how you got into the band and that was like you didn't know how to
8: play bass so you learned how to play it on rocks and Yeah. I played it on that for like a couple months and then we started the band. Like All right. I couldn't even I could only down pick for like our first show, I remember. <laughs> that was brutal. Okay, I remember you saying that. Ooh. I don't remember anything else. There are
6: different ways to pick? You can... You yeah,
8: alternate, buddy. <laughs> Dang it. There's, there, there's down and, you know, there's uh, up.
0: Oh.
6: Or you could
8: do it the right way and use your fingers, but mm, yeah. slap that okay. motherfucker. There's I mean, I can slap these. it, but do you want it to sound good?
6: Yeah. So. That's a relative term. I, I posted my comment on the Dickie Dine show. Back I to cares. that. I really got to pee. All
7: right.
8: <sighs> you need help? You
7: I'll
6: sure. Wait. You don't have to wait. No, I want you to he see. He doesn't this. want to hear. He's
7: famous.
6: Kinda,
8: I'm not fan. Are you gonna play either. my Dustin's Fish Tanks video? Dustin's Fish Tanks. Yeah, I also got a fucking shout out just like you did.
6: Really? Oh yeah.
8: Wait, I told you about. I this. think I know you're talking. I think I know that guy. Dustin's Fish Tank. <laughs> yeah. what's up, Fish Tank I th- people? I think I get like I think I get emails from him and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. See, look, fucking Devin's uh, famous too. Yeah.
6: Well, I don't do anything. He just sends me like, hey, look at this video, shit like that.
8: Oh, I was gonna say, are you also a fellow aquarium enthusiast? <laughs> I was, yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Saltwater or freshwater? Fresh. Hell it was yeah.
6: the 65-gallon. Planet tank? Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. It was my first attempt, and it, it went well. Good. Spent way too much money.
8: I'm going to have to talk to you about that. Excellent. Let's hear about Blaine trying to be famous. Okay. Well, when Tyler gets so, back. I made my comment,
6: and they used it in their video.
8: Are we going to watch that video? We're going
6: to watch that video. I'm going <laughs> to wait for Tyler, though. I don't want him to see it. Did you say who used it? Uh, Jared
8: Dines and Austin Dickey for... so so real quick before we watch the video how do you feel about being recognized in a youtube video i thought it was really cool
6: like i mean especially since like i'm a fan of jared dine's so it was really cool that they got they because i've commented on a few of their statuses haven't been it hasn't been used hasn't been recognized yeah and you know it's 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 whatever i mean but it's it's cool to you know see because let's see they have one hundred twenty-four thousand people subscribe to them. Mm-hmm.
8: That's cool. This how, many, video, how many views does the video have? This
6: video itself has twenty-seven thousand six hundred nineteen views.
8: So, realistically, just say fifteen thousand different people have seen the video. Yeah, and
6: from f- start to finish, fifteen thousand different people know that I played Edward Forty Hands and, and shit everywhere. Yes. <laughs> But and you know I I wish they knew like the full story of the thing, which has been told across a couple of different podcasts on this network.
8: Have you told it on this podcast?
6: No, he's about to. We're gonna have. Oh to yeah, I have that. Oh. Ep- that episode sixteen, Gummy Worms. When I was uh, oh, up before, in Chicago. oh before I came before the Tyler.
8: Oh no, that was right after I, I came on the show because that was the one you did in Chicago.
6: So I, I start I I've already queued up the video to like right before it start it plays my uh part of it, so here we go. <laughs> okay. Okay. Oh, go yeah. Speaking of dicks, uh, we got <laughs> Blaine Tyner,
0: who
8: says, I played Edward Fortyham and shit all over my friend's house. <laughs> wow. Yeah? No, I don't
6: think I've but ever... did you win? Did you... <laughs> did you win? It's okay if you oh, won. Like
4: did like yeah, right.
8: You didn't <laughs> oh, finish the 40s? Oh, yeah,
4: let's do this.
6: I don't I've know what Edward's Fortyham is. What? On or oh, we're gonna like, get there. Like
8: stuff before, nah. like I definitely like you know I shit in that person's yard, but that was intentional. Like I, mean, right. I shit on myself because I was so drunk. <laughs> yeah, I've been really. To be fair, I didn't need And I've never been so drunk that I should have pissed on myself. So yeah. like you had to be so drunk for real to do. Or just that. R- irresponsible with your bowels, because I always sure think get things happen too pretty often. Yeah. So just like, oh, if I have
1: to go to the bathroom and I'm drunk, I should go now. Yeah, exactly. i like, I'm gonna hold this. I'm gonna wait. But yeah, pass out shit.
8: Myself. <laughs> yeah, fuck that. He's got 40s tied right. to his oh, hands. Just What's he to... My dick is out? Yeah. So r- real, <laughs> quick, real quick, real
0: <laughs> <laughs> quick. Got soft because it hurt. I tried
8: to keep going, but then she lets me dead in my soul and asked, do you all right there, bud? Oh, no. Condescending. you all
7: right?
8: It's over. But, like, just, uh, <laughs> if I wasn't soft, I now. Yeah, you <laughs> done. you're you just... Just go home. For real. Just start next. <laughs> I've Jesus. never... I've never lost control of my bowels because I, I was so drunk. I didn't technically lose control of them. You lost control. No. You could not control the shit. I was dry heaving. It doesn't matter. Your body is convulsing. Yeah. Meaning, so I, my whole body was
6: convulsing. I am... Shit just happened to be in my system. So, of course... Did you <laughs>
8: did you actively force the shit out of your ass? No, but I was drunk. Then you lost control. But not it wasn't Moving because on. I was drunk. It wasn't because I was drunk. So mm. I got so <clears throat> drunk. It's not a- like I was just like
6: Ha oh, I just shit! <laughs>
8: <laughs> like
6: actually kind of it was, but I think anyways. you were convulsing
8: because you were drunk, so that caused so that would be I mean bad. that's fair. Yeah, but
6: it wasn't like-, like I was like, oh my god, I am so drunk. Oh my god, I just shit all over your bathroom floor. No, it was like I wish it was that
8: way. Oh <laughs> um, it just so completely nonchalant. monotone. Oh, I am so drunk. I just shit all over your floor. Stephen Hawking's robot voice. <laughs> I am so <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm good. I do it. No. What? But uh so no, I got no. so drunk on a camping trip when I was in high school. There was a big group of us that were staying in cabins in a campground. And uh my girlfriend at the time and I had went to bed and I fucking woke up in the middle of the night and thought I was in the bathroom (laughs) and I was pissing. It's a trap. I was pissing (laughs) onto the fucking mattress and it was like (sighs) full arc, pissing onto the mattress and it was like splashing on her. So I got back in bed after I'd pissed in it, fell asleep, (laughs) woke up like 15 minutes later. I'm like, why is the fucking bed all wet? You've and then with- she she is also awake. Like, why is the fucking bed all wet? So what did we do? We took the sheet off, flipped the mattress over, and went there back to sleep. You've been with your wife since high school. This was before my wife. Oh, okay. But yes, was. I have been with my wife since high school. Edward Forty Hands is where you take two forties and you duct tape them to your hands, and, you're Jesus. and you can't take them off
6: until you've completed both of, both them? of them
8: that sounds terrible you never played it before that was
6: my first time playing it i might add wait did and you was... still have
8: them duct taped when you're no going? i didn't oh have... god no, that would be great not... oh, the game was
6: already over <laughs> okay. ah! the game was already okay so uh we had already played uh i lost i was the last person uh um, what kind of 40s were they were they fucking cobra's. cobras i had cobras hell yeah uh i think one of us had steel reserve yikes
8: yeah. I'd rather have the Cobras. Like, yeah. Imagine how Dick on Steel Reserve would be. <laughs> oh my God.
6: Well, at the time, I wasn't as big of a drinker as I am now. Not that I'm much of a huge drinker right now, but uh, I clearly didn't have the tolerance that I have now. And that, yeah. This was three years ago now. Um, um, And so what happened was we finished the game. I lost. We were all just hanging out, and I was just woozy, fucked up, like... And then I was like, I got to throw up. And as I stood up, I projectile vomited. Oh. And then <laughs> as I was heading to the bathroom, so they had to clean that up. So I finished throwing up in there. I cleaned up what I could. Uh, came back out. My buddy Alan, who, whose floor I shit all over. Um, this was before I shot all over it. Hands, he's like, hey, man, I got you some clothes. Here you go. Did you put your shitty sh- your shitty pants back on or did you have them off? No, this was – this. what I'm telling right now was before I shit. Oh. So this is the precursor. Oh, goodness. So he hands me some gym shorts uh, because I I got a little vomit on my shorts and all that and my shirt. He hands me a white T-shirt. Bad mistake. (laughs) Oh, and I was like, oh, thanks, man. So put on that. Go sit back down. They gave me some water. I'm sitting there drinking that for a bit. I'm like, I think I got to throw up again. So I get up, go to the bathroom. I make it there this time. Throw up a little bit. And as I'm finishing throwing up, I'm like, oh, I got to take a shit. So I turn around, take a shit. And then, you know, drunk me is just sitting there like 20 minutes after I've taken my shit, just, just sitting there like, oh, I'm like, oh, I think I got to throw up again. So wipe my ass, pull up my pants, turn around, start dry heaving. And as I the very first heave, I just release Oof. And I'm like, oh. And that was and it was just Came nothing but like bins, alcohol yeah. shits. It was just like
8: gooey mess.
4: It wasn't uh. even
6: solid.
8: Oh yeah. <laughs> oh
6: yeah.
8: <laughs> <laughs> I'm so aroused now, you can't fucking imagine. So like that's how it ended up just piling. <laughs> Cause it was just ugh. the levee broke and it then it pudding. ran down it was your straight leg. Straight pudding. Oh,
6: mm-hmm. uh, Cameron sent me a photo on my messenger. God damn it, Cameron. It's a dick
8: pig. It's a trap what
6: you oh
0: no what's
4: he doing good luck.
2: someone tried to steal money from me
4: yes so, uh
2: so yeah i got my credit card stolen or a credit card number stolen and they tried to turn it in and use it for Steam. Yeah. and dollars worth, I believe. It was actually $800. Oh. And only four of them had posted. Because it was four $100 transactions, or eight $100 transactions, uh, the bank actually, like, stopped it and said, what are you doing? And so they called me. I called them when I got home, and we unauthorized all those and so they're it's it's, they're like they're not going through
4: all all of them all eight of them
2: yep okay good yep because they were still listed as pending Um, on my thing they they after the first four they had stopped it those are the only four that were on our statement Uh, so we thought it was just $400 Uh, but when we were going through the whole thing and talking to the lady there were actually eight of them yeah so some asshat tried to go on there and buy credit or put game put you know in game credit somewhere.
4: He probably just went to get the Steam credit so that he could buy whatever he wanted. Mm-hmm. The thing is, is that can be tracked. Right. I mean, you can literally track where the purchasing, the account that it's going to. So unless he's got a rogue account that he transfers to the trans, you know, trades off and on whatever gifts himself but that can all be tracked.
2: Mm hmm. Yeah. I mean it sucked, but then you know, thankfully, you know, our bank is awesome. And uh yeah. you know, caught that stuff right away. So we have nothing to worry about there. Cause, uh, you know, like, like that happened to my mom. Like someone got her stole her you know, you know, number and spent like like eight hundred, nine hundred dollars on like a TV up in like up near Chicago, like at like a Walmart. Wow. Walked in there. Used her card number, bought the TV, walked out, and they were her. Her bank was like, "Hey, did you go up there and buy a TV?" And she's like, "No, we didn't think you would go up there just to buy a TV." You know,
4: that's the thing. I mean, it's good and bad that they they kind of see your pattern. Like mm-hmm. you know, you're in say you're here in Lafayette. We spend a lot of money here in Lafayette, so they kind of allow that to happen. But if we were to go up to Chicago and spend $400, they would say, nope, what are you doing? Yeah. Uh, and it's like, well, that's us. Okay, because I've you, had that a lot.
2: If, if you remember uh, for for the first tax mess, when, when we went on that first massive game hunt in like 2014, and I spent, shoot, $1,200, $1,400 in one day because uh, I bought stuff from Rob, and then then we went around buying I think I bought like fifty games and seven systems in one day. Yeah, some You really know, is. to kickstart my collection because of uh, you know, I got to do the, I got to spend one hundred percent of our spendable tax return. Right. Because we always right. put some aside for bills and savings and then we get to try to get to where we can have fun with some of it. Well that year it was all mine. We didn't split any of it. And uh yeah, after going to the second place, uh yeah, yeah, they they, they locked me out. And I had to tell him, yes, I am spending this money.
4: I think I'd already left by then. Nope,
2: nope. That happened while we were in Taco Bell.
4: Oh yeah, that's right. That's right.
2: You know that day, that day you were with me the whole time.
4: That's right.
2: Um, because we because we actually circled back around to replay to get that Game Boy Advance. Yeah. Um.
4: The backlit one. Uh
2: well yeah the Game Boy Advance uh, SP version one, and I I would get the one well one later on. So, we got a little bit of news to talk about today. Is there a whole lot? Not a whole lot, man. Uh, Squaresoft, Square Enix, my bad. Hiring for FF7 Remake. Yeah. For quality reasons.
4: Quality
2: reasons. <sighs> what do you got to say about this?
4: I'm happy that they're hiring. Are you... <laughs> but does
2: it make you nervous?
4: It makes me nervous that they gave it to a company to look at, and they gave it back, and it's not well, they up wait to, Well, well, well they, they took it back.
2: They saw what the company was doing. They said, nope, we're going to go back and take charge of this completely.
4: Dog. She's not coming out. Not today. Not tomorrow either. Not today.
2: Uh, yeah, so then, David, so they've been working on it, and I want to say, like, a year ago they announced, yeah, we want to hire some more people because we got to, you know, work on this ourselves. And then now they're all like we need even more people because this isn't up to our standard. It's like I tell you what man,
4: it, it makes me nervous, especially with the stuff that's with fif- with 15. Mm-hmm. 15 made, made me nervous. I was excited for it because I was hoping, you know, maybe this is a reform. And as if you've listened to this podcast, you understand our firm Frustration, frustration. This series, and it is not going in the right direction, in my opinion. Now they have made changes; they have made updates to actually add parts of the movie into the game, so you know what's going on. and yeah, no shit. So I
2: mean, yeah, I like the whole fifteen thing. It's they're they're trying, and I'll give them credit; they're trying to make it a but better you game. to pay
4: for it. Yeah. You had to pay even more money, so you bought a sixty-dollar game that wasn't complete, and now you have to pay for two season passes.
2: Uh, well, you know PUBG and Fortnite—they're releasing games that aren't complete and selling millions, right? So it's, it's just—it's this era we live in. It's like people are willing to accept subpar in some games and say, "Well, you know, they're going—they're continuously working on it to make it better," and uh, but they're not willing to accept it for other games.
4: Now I've been—I've played Fortnite last night. Played a lot of Fortnite last night. I enjoy it. It is it is interesting concept. I like the concept. I mean it's PUBG concept, but I've never played PUBG. So it's cool to get into an arena with a hundred other players. Everybody's scraping and grating. And most of these people have played a lot, so they know where everything spawns. But it's it's fun because there's a lot of times where you you, you can just sit back. And like behind your scope and just kind of watch what's happening. Like watch 10 dudes just murder each other. And then you can pick the last guy off <laughs> as he picks up their weapons. So it's interesting. It's fun. I enjoy it. Not one of my top favorite games, but I do like the building aspect of Fortnite. I think that is cool because you get shot at if you're fast enough, which I'm not fast enough yet, but you can just circle wall, 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 wall. And you're behind cover. Build cover anywhere. It's a cool game. But yes, it, and it, I said this to you today. I was like, I think this game's been out for a while, but I've got early access still.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, uh yeah, you know, people have been playing PUBG and Fortnite for a little while. And uh, of course, now PUBG is now uh on the Xbox One. Right. Y- you can buy an Xbox One and get that game for free. Uh, with some bundles, and it is early access still, and it's just, I'm not, I'm not trying to say anything bad about those games. I'm not. I'm, like what, like what it is, is that, hey, the whole industry as a whole is sort of changed in how they approach uh, the release of their games. Is like, well, we're not releasing a finalized product right now. We're, what we're releasing to you is, is here's a game that we're going to work on, and we, and we, we're, we're giving our word that we're going to try and update it and
4: make it better later. A lot of it though is just like with. I think you had to pay for PUBG. But Fortnite, I haven't spent any money on it. I got it for free. And I'm just able to play for free. And the cool thing about that game is that you don't have to spend money on it to play it to be the best person out there. You can Mm -hmm. literally have basic everything and play it. All you're really paying for is the appearance of your character when you load in. Whoop-dee-doo. So they're making money off of people that want to have cool outfits. So, anyways, I digress.
2: So, um, so Xbox is now moving almost all of their stuff off of the main E3 showroom floor and moving across the street to the Microsoft Theater, where that's where they're going to host their their uh, their presentation, and where they, where they want to have a bigger space where you can play more of their games.
4: See, that's fine. I'm okay and with they're that. They're
2: still going to be associated with E3, unlike EA, who is like went off and then they're doing their own thing now, entirely separate. Where they're like, this is the EA play or whatever. No, the the Microsoft is still going to be saying they're a part of E3. They're going to be dropping E3 names and all that kind of stuff. They're they're going to have something going on on the floor room for Xbox or for Microsoft. I and mean, I'm not one hundred percent sure what that is. If it's I, I've I've heard the name, but I don't want to say it because I don't want to be wrong. Um, but uh, What we're looking at is, like, Microsoft has been making, of course, they're from behind right now in this generation. And they're almost in the position, even more worse so than what PlayStation was in the last one. Right. Because it's like, right now, Xbox has the most powerful console out. Yes. But the reason to buy it is, unless you're a hardcore gamer like us, it's like, who you want to, you know, like, even for us, it's like, I don't own one, you don't own one. You know there's not much reason to like yes i i just said I'll, i will buy one when i get a 4k tv because i want to have a 4k player i want to buy 4k blu-rays and you know what i i want to play shadow Tomb Raider 4k i want to play red dead in 4k that's awesome but i don't know even when i'm going to be doing that i don't know when right. i'm getting that tv i don't know if that tv's even going to be on the market by the time i go to buy it I might have to buy something different but Like as far as like the reason why I'm like steering that way is because I'm just genuinely unimpressed with what they did with the PS4 Pro. Yes. That's not to say that the graphics aren't good on it. No, they definitely are. But when you're looking at like they what they didn't even go like full board with what they should have done. No. And it's disappointing. But if you want to play game on PlayStation and get the most out of it, you 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 do have to get a pro. Yes, And I will be getting one eventually as well because I want to play Last of Us 2 and the best thing what?
4: Going on to the PS4 Pro, as I stated on here the last time on my TV, fried that it may not be the PS4. So the TV is fried, but the PS4 Pro does have to get reset. I have to unplug it and redo it every once in a while. Hmm. It will read that it's there and then it goes to the old static screen black and white static and then that i reset weird. it and then it i just unplug it and re it in and it goes so i don't know if i've got a bad transistor or something but a twisted transistor yes
2: <laughs> that's a that's a reference i didn't think that i was going to be making well anyway yeah, yeah so yeah. like more you know we haven't really heard more e3 other than microsoft making that announcement of right. course we did hear some new game stuff coming out um they announced Shadow the Tomb Raider coming out on like September fifteenth or something around there, right? And they announced yeah. the date for that this early, and they announced like a reveal trailer. Of course, they did that in conjunction with the Tomb Raider movie that just came out, uh, and which uh, is
4: literally just
2: yeah, it it, <laughs> it, it is like it is it's pretty much the reboot in some ways, but they also took liberties with the story from what I'm understanding. But I've heard it's a pretty good action film, uh, and you know, and that you know, but it, but I'm not gonna go see it in theaters, no. so I'll wait till it comes out and I might watch it, but. They 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 went ahead and did that with that, so that way they didn't have to announce it at E3 and go, hey, you know, uh, here's two months we got to generate hype in two months, so, so why not partner up with that? The crew two just got announced, so that so that game's coming out. Yeah. If you're a big fan of that, um, so uh, e, E3 is kind of shaping up. We're gonna have to see what's coming. Of course, here we are, dude. We're in March. What what comes out here in just like a week or so?
4: Uh... I don't know. I haven't really been God of War. Sure. Yeah, as I said I thought it was God of War. God but, of War's coming out here but soon. But see, that to me, that's not one of those games that I'm super amped for because I've not been a big God of War fan.
2: Well, same. I'm not. A, I'm not a huge fan. I've enjoyed the games, uh, but this is different. This is going to be. I feel like this. Uh, this could definitely be a step in the right direction and in like reframing what that series could be.
4: I'm going to watch some people play. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, I'll probably when it comes up I'll hop on a Twitch and watch some Twitch of streams course. and see what's going on and if it's something I would think about. But at this point I'm not really looking for any new games for the rest of the year.
2: I got Red Dead and I've had it uh, pre-ordered for over a year now.
4: And I'm not a Red Dead fan either, so. Uh,
2: and, and dude, um it it it's interesting because like like since red dead announced their date you you see these bigger titles looking to shift their date because it's not even that red dead is that is is that big of a franchise because it isn't it's pretty decently sized franchise but now you have rockstar coming off of grand theft auto 5 yep and this is their first game since then and we all know rockstar doesn't fuck around
4: no, they definitely put games. Like a high quality game. So, uh, people- I mean, look at look at Grand Theft Auto Five. Still one of the top selling games. Brand new, still yeah. sixty dollars, yeah. and they're still putting them out there. They're still topping the charts. There's
2: that rumor that it still could be coming to Switch, which is crazy.
4: If it comes to Switch, I mean, they just they're making so much money off that game. They have to be just
2: at that point. They would be like, why
4: not? Yeah, I mean, we can. We got the resources. To and do people, it. And, you know,
2: of course, people are going to be, going be, you know, criticizing because it's another port. Why are you even doing this? And they're like, why not? We want more money. You're listening to the Voice of Survival podcast. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, your host, Nate Phillips.
9: Yeah, if I'm going to get nonfiction, I don't feel the need to keep it. There's nothing in there that stays relevant to me. It's, oh, that's cool, but I'll get that at the library.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's something I can just borrow for a time, read it, and give it back. I love the library. That's cool. Do you know there are things now, I have them up here, I don't know if you guys have them down there, but they're like little street posts that people put books in, and it's just like give a book stations or whatever and then people can just like take from this like free library system it's very interesting and modern do you guys have that down there
9: I've only seen Mm. a couple of them and most of them have been in residential areas
1: yeah typically they are in residential areas it just keeps away from people stealing books like in the in the commercial zones so um, yeah
9: so I keep thinking about some books just taking them in there and
1: just leave them (laughs) Uh, yeah, you're like, oh, what what then- book? I didn't buy that book. What are you talking about? <laughs> but that is not my name written inside the book. That's some other Joanna that you may know.
9: Yeah, for the longest time, I thought about putting my name on e- inside of each of the books. So if anyone borrows them, they're gonna know. Hey, this is Joanna's book. I better return it, or I'm gonna die. But
1: <laughs> I think it <laughs> then would I be thought too. About
9: if I hate it. What oh. if I hate the book and I want to get rid of it? Then I'm for everyone knows that I read that book or at least attempted it.
1: Yeah. And you're like, oh God, the shame. What is the worst book you've ever read?
9: Diary of a Haunting. Oh, I have it still on my shelf because I hate it that much. Is I have to keep it. It's like a tell showpiece. Everyone how much I hate it.
1: Yeah. It's a showpiece. Yeah. You're like, fuck this book. It's so good because it's yeah. so bad.
9: Yeah, it's supposed to be this haunting, but half of the book is her counting flies because this uh, paranormal phenomenon multiplies things like spiders and spaghetti sauce. And I'm not kidding. It's horrible. I
1: hate it. That sounds terrifying. (laughs) I definitely will not. I'm not a huge reader. I'm not a huge reader as it is because, well, I read a lot of comic books, so I guess I am a huge reader. I just consume my books differently and with lots of art uh the pretty pictures they help uh, i promise <laughs> so uh you d- you decide i'm going to do this podcast and it's like an enlightened podcast about books and i i can I, I can just be myself and show everybody how knowledgeable people can be and read and read some cool books and yeah. um <clears throat> i guess the biggest question i have cuz i don't think we've really talked about this out of the gate, I think you're like, what, nine episodes in? You just recorded your ninth? Yeah. Okay, just so... last night. You're you're past the threshold where most people give up. Congratulations. <laughs> seven is the number. Most podcasters will quit by or before seven. Um, it's Go just... Uh, that's a stat that I know. Um, don't ask me where I know it from because it's the internet and that's a terrible place to know stuff from because it might not be true. Fake news. Uh, but... You're, you know, you're nine episodes in here. What have been some of the challenges for your show when you started it, and then how have things evolved? And then also, I guess it's really interesting to note that right now, we're living in a paradox of time, because technically, Saturday, or Sunday has already happened for you, Sunday hasn't yet happened to our listeners, so you have spoilers on your show that might get brought into play here, <laughs> that they'll hear before the show. <laughs> So how does that work, and, and how do you <laughs> feel about that?
9: Well, I mean, they're going to find out eventually if they listen to it. That, so
1: That is very true. So what have, what have been some of these challenges for you, though, really breaking it down?
9: Definitely the first was I tried podcasting by myself for the first, I think, four episodes. It's hard. And it's like, oh, I have all of this knowledge, but it's really boring when you're just talking to a microphone and you just get really awkward with it. So, at the time, she was a guest, but, you know, Mish was coming on the show, and that's when it really took off. Like, sitting there and seeing both two people reading the same book and seeing both insights.
1: (sighs) Yeah, and you guys right now are in a, and we should also talk about this, too, because I don't want people to get the misconception that you're only doing Potter from here on in. Right now, you're doing a series of Potter just because it's a fucking cool thing to do.
9: Yeah, like Potter is super in depth, and we're both obsessed. I mean, I have a Harry Potter tattoo. If that tells you anything, obsessed. And also
1: a ton of pops that are like up in this, up in this way, up in this way. They're over. Up in this way. Yeah.
9: Yeah. I got it the first time.
1: Cool. Yeah, you have a lot amazing collection of uh, Harry Potter pop vinyls as well. Um, so it's it's cool. So so some of your struggles have been podcasting alone and feeling that. <clears throat> that boring effect of, and, and I also experienced it. I mean, go listen to the original first few episodes of Journey into Comics. While it's very much me and it's who I am as a person, it's very dry because I'm, I don't know how to talk to somebody I don't know who's listening. But get me in a yeah. room with someone who I know how they're feeling in my energy, and then I can just be myself and bullshit with you, and, and it's a good time, and we're having a conversation, such as now. So... I totally understand being alone in podcasting and how difficult it is. And also, um, you say something, and then you're like, fuck, did I say that right? And then you kind of get lost in, did I fuck that up? Do I need to start again? Oh, shit, I got. I better do it again. And, yeah. Oh, fuck, I got to go. <laughs> and, and it gets tiring. It wears you out to podcast like that.
9: Yeah. You know, you just kind of, you start recording, and you're trying to be really professional for whatever reason by yourself because just laughing like a maniac out of nowhere just kind of makes you sound a little crazy
1: but (laughs) (laughs) yeah you're just like today on literature (laughs) yes this is great everybody's like what the fuck is her deal whoa
9: (laughs) yeah so you know when the dog comes up and knocks over your microphone and all that you're like i should probably record that again because it's damn
1: it (laughs) <laughs> so it's the woes of podcasting and now you're, let's see, um, episode 16 I think of Butt Stuff, episode 9 of Literature means you're like at 25 podcasts plus the few you've just appeared on in specials and stuff lifetime. So I mean you're, you're becoming a little bit more proficient in this. Um, how do you feel now as a podcaster now that you're a little bit further along in this journey as opposed to when this all started and you thinking it was a cruel fucked up joke that no one would ever hear?
9: Hmm. Well, I'm realizing that there's people who do listen to it.
1: <laughs> yeah, all over the world. Isn't that crazy?
9: Yeah. Um, hmm. I do feel a little bit more confident. I'm not re-recording so much or thinking like rethinking what I just said too much. It's it's probably fine.
1: <laughs> it's gonna be fine because I know what I'm talking about. Yeah. And, and so trust I, me. I, even I feel the... like
9: I was just nervous at first, and now it's just so normal that it's. Okay, I did that thing
1: (laughs) totally. And I mean, even the pros fuck up. I was listening to a podcast the other day, and they were trying to talk about something about Avengers, and they said a totally fucking kiboshed, wrong stat, wrong movie quote or something. And I was like, No, that's not right at all. You're supposed to be professional, and I'm struggling over here. Fuck off with that, you know. Like, so everybody fucks up, you know, and and You just present your show as professionally as you can with the best of your ability. And I I commend you because I think, like I said, out of all the people that this network has been built around, and it wasn't a lot to do with me, everybody else just kind of was like, I want to do a show. Let me try something. Let me do this. Let me do this. You're the one that surprised me the most. Because even now, I feel like in our friendship, I don't know enough about you. And I feel like there's a long, windy journey of life that we'll kind of we'll, – we'll go through if you'll let us. Um, but, I mean, it's funny to me that I just – it's so unexpected, and it's so great to see people kick ass at this thing, man. Like, there are, there are not a lot of fucking people that can say they have a kick-ass group of people around them that podcast – on their fucking level and have fun and, and, and all that shit. And you guys just do it with such such grace, literally. That's, I think, the best way to put that. Um, I can't wait for more episodes. There's going to be so many more things that I'm sure you guys are talking about and planning. It's interesting because I don't know, you know, with butt stuff, you don't really have a plan. Right now with literature, you kind of have to have a plan because you're you're cataloging something, you're doing a serial. Uh hmm where do you guys do you guys have any thoughts? What what where do you, I know you're so early in this thing with the Potter stuff, but like where do you go yeah. after this?
6: And well, then what
9: we definitely want to like more like book events or talking to more authors, book club, anything like yeah, anything to get more people talking.
3: It's time for brews with dudes. Ah, juicy.
5: Moving on, we've got this next beer we're about to partake into the Nick. blackberry mango Slurpee.
3: It is a smoothie-style Berliner Weiss. It looks like it is a whopping four point five percent. It is juice. It juice. Is, I'm so it, excited for this one. it's, I, it's purpley. It's, it's my got, first time it's trying got a this. Pink head. Ooh, it's breaking another awesome. cherry tonight. Let us indulge.
4: Mmm.
5: Goodness gracious. Ooh. Wow. Holy shit. That's a little sour. sour. Wowee. Yeah. Mm. That tastes like a. Uh,
6: oh, wee.
5: It's got a tartness to it, like a. Oh, uh, yeah. Like a uh, fruit it's ale. It's very very fruity. Very fruity. It doesn't say it's a sour,
3: but it's got it's very tart at the end.
6: It tastes like a chicken. If a if a chicken was a fruit. <laughs>
3: I, I, <laughs> I disagree with that statement.
0: <laughs> I, I much don't
6: disagree, but I knew what you were going on. So I, was, I was, uh, you know, Fuck off, dick. taking the, the original Toki quote of Candy, it tastes like a chicken if a chicken was a candy.
0: Pickles,
3: nickels, because nickels is money too, guys. Nickels is money's too, guys. You can't just throw in references. Like, <laughs> like, references sure that can. don't make sense. It, it
5: actually does, because we were on a death clock tangent for a minute. You can't just make jokes
3: from Death Clock and act like it's a reference that makes sense. Yeah, we can.
5: Yeah, we just did. We just did. It didn't, we were <laughs> talking about Death Clock in our I songs. apologize,
3: Nick. No one has to
5: apologize. Yeah, don't apologize, No one dude. has to apologize. Okay. Everyone should I'm apologize. going to. No, never apologize to Nick. He doesn't deserve it. He yeah, doesn't that's real care. fucking Most rude. Yeah, you know, normally, normally, rude. <laughs> when, normally
6: totally I'm necessary. in the wrong and I'll admit it, but this time, I think Nick's in the wrong. No. Nixon, you're right. I disagree, yeah, but I'm also Nick, so. <laughs> <laughs> Nick. That's fair. That's
3: fair, Nick. I, I am the Nick in this situation. So. so
6: Normally, he calls me out, and I'm like, you know
5: what? You're right.
3: This well, is fucking tasty. It yes. is very tasty. I could drink a lot of this. So, so yesterday, me too. we did me that too.
5: 450 North Beer School that McKinley came to town and was so nice enough to do. He's a and really then, nice guy. And then yes. we uh, sure we uh, had to cut out early. Nick, Brett, our... Buddy Zach and myself had to cut out early, so we get to Indy at the Emerson for that uh, show we were just speaking about a bit, and then uh, got up early today, made it to 4.50 for this release, and as we're checking out, saying hey to McKinley, as he's checking me out, and Nick and Brett right next to us, he's asking us if we're going to stop and have food there at the brewery, and we're like, oh no, we're going to go where, Nick? Swan's eggs. Swan Ziggs
3: It's a fancy-sounding name. So uh, when I went to the Corn Maze Beer Festival a couple months ago, there was my favorite booth, the one that stuck out more than anybody else, was Swan Ziggs. And I I keep saying, I don't remember exactly what they had, but every beer was weird and really good. Um, They claim that they think that they had their their blueberry beer. Like, it's not a cider at all. But it's a blueberry. It's... Like an ale, but it tastes like blueberry. It's amazing. It's fucking awesome. And a chocolate. They said it was a chocolate golden ale. That's what they said it was. Um, But anyway, um, and I've been meaning to go, and and, uh, at work this week, I'm talking to our bartender, Seth. And uh, I tell him, hey, I'm going to 450. I'll grab some beer for you. He says, man, you should really... If you have time, stop at Zwanzig and it, and then it, I remembered. I'm like, oh shit,
1: oh shit, I love
3: that beer, and I want to go check it out. So I brought it up to those guys, and they're like, yeah, let's fucking do it. Since yeah. we're gonna we're gonna move through this line real quick, you know, we'll just get beer and then we'll head there. It was only like 20 minutes away. It's yeah. still in Columbus. Yeah, and so we're. Um, and it's a it's a it's a pizza place. So we walk in. And I think Austin was the one that said he's like, "This reminds me of walking into like Pizza
5: Hut when I was a kid. Like, you just smell the pizza. It was a really nice Ooh, place. Really nice. Like, it gives you that like, oh fuck, I'm, had, a ki- I'm a little kid again, getting treated to good pizza feel.
3: They had to have had 15 pizza ovens in there. Like they had whole whole wall. Like they were very serious about their pizza. Um, but, but they're also a brewery. And we tried every single beer every that they had and there. it was 12 plus beers that's um, amazing nice <laughs> i'm gonna try to we're gonna try to work our way through it but i think we're almost done with this slurpee yeah um but uh so we should start opening another
5: one while so we're talking about this re, we, rewind a little bit as we're checking out we tell mckinley after he asked us oh you gonna stop here and have some food we go oh no we're going to zwanzig she so goes oh hey when you stop in there see if mike's working and tell him i said told you to say hey so Mike is one of the brewers there. He is the brewer. Oh, He's the,
3: the guy. that brewer. He is the, the dude that, that does it. So we ended up talking to him, but now we're also skipping ahead. Um, so we go in, and, and admittedly at first, the, the guy was, he must have been very busy, but he wasn't very attentive. And I was like, God damn, this ain't going to be good. <laughs> um, but the first beer I got was a uh, the, vanilla, vanilla
5: cinnamon porter.
3: Yeah, vanilla cinnamon porter holy shit it oh, was God, it was, so it was my first it beer was too, amazing like... um and dongo wanna, yeah i want to
6: add like you know i think that's really cool that someone like mckinley a sales rep for 450 can say hey you're going to this brewery that's also in our town you know mm-hmm. hey check out Say hey, you know that that's cool, the camaraderie rather than competition absolutely. within the craft beer. Are you guys going to stay
3: here and eat our pizza and drink our beer? No, we're going to go to the other place and drink their beer and eat their pizza.
6: Okay, cool. We'll say cool. hi. great. Come on, I said hey. Yeah. That's that I think that is absolutely fantastic and that is black. Oh, yes, yeah, these are. <laughs> no,
5: instead of being like, "Oh, cool." He's like, "Oh, yeah, they got great pizza. You guys are going to enjoy it." That's, yep. that's it like, so awesome. awesome. I think that is man. so awesome. Uh, that, that's one of the things I liked about like our
3: metal community. Was I was just telling I was just telling these guys earlier today. Um, so I was at work earlier this week, and uh, we're Bummer. getting ready, we're getting ready to hire somebody to work in in the brewery. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if I've actually brought this up on the show, but uh, they just told me the other day that they were going to let me go back and start brewing with them in the next couple weeks. Awesome, um, fantastic. So so I'm standing there. Great. I'm, I'm hosting. And the owner walks up and he's with this other guy. He's like, "And this is Nick. He's gonna be, uh, he's gonna be working back in the brewery with you. And um, he's probably gonna be uh, have his own brewery open in the next year or two, from what I hear." I'm like,
6: "That's so cool!" Uh, that, uh, once again, that's what I right, love. Like they, the camaraderie. They knew.
3: They knew. They were like, "Like, yeah, we don't mind if you come back here and brew with us, and we teach, teach you how you. to do this because that's it fantastic. Doesn't it don't matter how many people." Are in town are making beer. You know, everyone makes their own stuff, like even if like that's the thing. Four fifties beers, totally fucking awesome. Zwanzig's totally fucking awesome. And totally different. Like totally different styles. They're very IPA heavy at four fifty. And everything at Zwanzig's was weird. So let's try to go through <laughs> it. There's the chocolate golden ale. So it was a clear beer but it tasted like chocolate. Whoa. Um they had a ghost pepper stout. Um, so it was fun talking to him, comparing. I was like, I made a ghost pepper stout, but mine was awful. Like, <laughs> like mine. Hurt. It was not awful. Yeah, it, was, it was
6: interesting. It was interesting. Theirs was Sipping a little more, a little more
3: complex. It was, it was just a little bit better. Um, what else did they
5: have? I ended up getting there's uh, There there's a, there a honey wheat. That we had there's a, there's a honey wheat there's a scotch uh, there's a nut brown there's a triple z like, ipa which was an ipa There's pretty a solid there's there a um
3: uh, but it was definitely the weird ones that stuck out they had a couple barrel aged things there's a barley wine there's an imperial stout and then uh a berliner a berliner Weiss that was yeah, barrel aged
5: a barrel aged bourbon barrel aged weiss and like we i, I was like we were sitting there towards the end. It was like, that was one of our last ones. I was like, we have that yet? And the bartender goes, nope. <laughs> he straight up goes, no, you haven't. But uh, here in a minute, I'll hook you up with a sample. Just... That's fast forwarding a little bit. We uh, we were there sampling everything, and he was just starting to just make sure we had everything. We started,
3: like, we would sit there, and, and we would, uh, I'm like, did we try this one yet? And the bartender was, like, filling somebody else's cup, and he goes, <laughs> nope. He's <laughs> like, I remember which ones you've tried, guys. And then we're getting ready to leave. And he's like, you still got to try the scotch. We're like, okay, okay, awesome. All right, let's take a taste of these fudge nuggets. Oh yeah, fudge. let's do it. Nuggets. Double chocolate milk stout brewed with peanut butter cups, fudge topping, vanilla, and lactose. Damn.
5: Ooh. Holy fuck. Wow. That's really good. That is really good. Oh. Yeah. I want to marry this beer. That, that actually tastes like those Reese's I, I was eating on the way here.
3: <laughs> I'm glad I'm not the only one that was
6: thinking it. I don't think you guys Ooh. realize what just happened, but I just said a stout was really good. That is weird. Oh, shit. It <laughs> just became a man. Yep. Now you're a
5: man. Now you're a
3: man.
5: Oh, this man. is,
6: man, this man, is man, really, man. really good. Do I like stouts? No, probably not. But this is good. I did think like, I'm it. so proud it's
5: of so, you. So, so proud of you. Like I just want to. I'm like, like a proud father a right now. My mouth and just <laughs> indulge. This is amazing. You gotta yes. by the king size. I'll tell your other dad four that cups. we're both proud. Oh yeah. Ooh, four <laughs> cups or the uh, the king size of it's the many uh, unwraps where you can just grab handfuls and just shovel it in your fucking. Mouth. It feels like cheating. <laughs> it's, it is cheating. <laughs> I don't have to unwrap each individual one. It's perfect.
7: Bitch,
9: you're a Ravenclaw.
7: <laughs> 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 Me and my husband talked about that the other day. We we were talking about Harry Potter, and our kids were talking to us. And I we had he had said something. And I, I said, Muggle please, and he's like, I am not a muggle. And he was all like offended. And my kids were like, What's a muggle? So we had to explain it to them. And then I'm like he, he's like I'm like, Well, you don't have magic. He's like, You don't have magic either. And I'm like, you know what? I'd rather be a squib than a muggle. And he's like, A squib? I'm like, Yep. Then he's like, Well, I'd be a squib too. And then we realized that like but then that means that our families would be magical, right? So I've decided that if I'm a squib, I'm a I'm a muggle born squib. <laughs> that way, my family isn't, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it was a very long talk, and my kids had no clue what we were talking about, and they were staring at us like we were idiots, because then they're like, okay, what's a squib? <laughs> it <laughs> was fun. Mean? It was good. <laughs> oh my god! But I'd probably be great. okay with being a squib if I could live in the castle.
9: Right? Because you still. Like, you're not a muggle. You still see the wizarding world. You're not blocked Mm -hmm. from everything. And obviously
7: there are options, because he's taking the quickie spell course.
9: Yeah. That he's so ashamed of. It's so sad. (laughs) It is. Except, I wonder, I don't hear a whole lot about it later, but I never really remember Filch ever getting anything out of that, because he just kind of stayed being a squid the whole time. Like, you would think he would just Leviosa, all those plastic. I mean he just kind
7: of Yeah, fire. I guess so <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. Poor man. We've deviated. Speaking
9: speaking of sad men, Professor <laughs> Kettleburn, is that a man or a woman? I, I don't know a whole I lot about know. Professor Kettleburn. I think no, it's a it him. is a he. It is a him. But the only reason Haggard gets his position is <laughs> Professor Kettleburn retires to enjoy his time with his remaining limbs. I want to know which limbs are missing and what happened. <laughs> like what kind of classes are you teaching?
7: Like, you well, he was obviously limbs.
9: the 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 oh Care lord, for magical creatures, professor. Yeah. So I can't
7: imagine that being a safe job.
9: Me neither. But Haggard got in trouble for the dragon, and he couldn't have Aragog <laughs> at the school, but Professor
7: Kettleburn was fucking around with something that takes limbs from you. I mean, don't, like, the flobberworms or something, like, expel f- fire out of their butts or something in the next book? <laughs> S- oh, something yeah. burns things up. Um, Could have been something I like that it
9: farted and just <laughs> burned his limbs off well yeah, you never I know I don't have an arm <laughs> it farted my arm off
7: is that so uh, they did clear up another thing uh, they went to Hogsmaid uh, well I mean uh, Ron and Hermione did and they came back and they told Harry that at the post office There were color-coded owls depending on how fast you wanted your owl to get there. First of all, is that like they have like a color-coded band or is it like the white owls get it there faster than the brown owls? But yeah, apparently it's color-coded owls. So that answered a couple questions of how like your uh, Amazon Express uh, (laughs) idea there a couple episodes ago. Yeah.
9: <laughs> Two day shipping owls. <laughs>
7: That's
9: pretty awesome. I, oh, man. I mean, I'm sure at the post office you pay for that owl to go. Probably. I wonder how much owls are. Like, overnight owling. How is that?
7: <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> and even then, what's the slowest owl? Like, can you. Is there like 10 to 15 business days? Those come from China. <laughs> <laughs>
4: um,
7: and then, like, wh- how, where would they sleep though? Like, ten to fifteen business days, would they just like it for like nests along the way, or like owlries, randomly throughout the world? Or do they just kind of like sit on your package overnight and just kind of like
9: protect it? I don't know. I would assume they would stop at the owry. They have to stop somewhere. I you mean, the owls so. that deliver to Hogwarts that maybe aren't the students but their parents, mm-hmm. I would assume they would stay there overnight instead of dropping it off and going straight back.
7: Yeah. I'd hope so, anyways. They have to, like, free fuel and eat and stuff.
9: Yeah. <clears throat> Sorry. You're good. So, you're a little, like, like, you're coming through really weird. Mm. So, I'm trying to see if, like, waiting it out. Like, it's really, like, you're far away almost.
7: Oh.
9: And, like, you're super staticky.
7: I have something pop up on my screen that said connection issue, or connection, poor yeah. connection. All
9: right, it's starting to get better. Is it God we're gonna Yeah, we're gonna have a lot of pauses on here. My gosh. (laughs) Are you
7: gonna be able to fix that up?
9: Yeah. All I have to do is I'm just writing down all the times and as long as we have like a pause. Yeah. Okay. Am I better now? Yeah. It you it was in the middle of what you were talking, but you could still understand. But Mm -hmm. I was afraid it was about to like cut out or something. Okay. So, we don't get to see this in the movie, which we're not talking about the movie yet, but I wish that we could, the latter, <laughs> to get to the divination classroom... I mean, I mean, it's super cool. But then I started wondering, what about people like Mr. Kettleburn with missing limbs? Like, (laughs) what about disabled children? You know,
7: maybe there's like an elevator. Maybe they like
9: leviosa them up. (laughs) I was gonna say, there has to be some sort of way, but I don't ever see anything like anybody like that in the books.
7: Well, that would also suck for any disabled students because how many freaking stairs there are. Yeah. Like, just getting to the Gryffindor common room, and then they have to crawl through a hole? Like, that would yeah. suck so hard. So, I don't... Gosh.
9: I didn't even think about the hole, either, but I was. really... <laughs> I've always thought about, what about people who physically cannot get up that ladder who want to take divination? <laughs> <laughs> it's a good question. She'll probably predict that someone's never coming to class. <laughs> Oh, gosh. So, and in this one, this is when Hermione gets the time turner mm-hmm. from McGonagall. And she's t- telling her schedule and writing down her schedule so openly with Harry and Ron. And they asked her, how are you in arithmency while you're in divination? They're at the same time. And she just kind of blows them off and keeps going. But I feel like if I were Ron or Harry,
7: it'd be, wait, hold the fuck up. Yeah, but they're boys, they're idiots, they're young boys, they're just like, okay, whatever. It's not them, they don't care. That's cool. <laughs> how many does
9: that
7: That's my but... explanation. <laughs>
9: <laughs> That's true.
7: My, my husband would be like, how are you doing that? And they'd be like, don't worry about it. He'd be like, okay. Are you serious? <laughs> okay. Okay.
9: Because I feel like if it were me, I'd be like, Wait. How? They're at the same time. Are there other classes? Is there a possibility for all for everyone else to get this opportunity? Why are you taking this many courses? Because she's be smart thinking, as fuck. Right. Like I would be so interested. <laughs> uh, but speaking of classes, Snape's class, potions, poor Neville.
7: <laughs> poor Neville. Oh. Well, more poor Trevor.
9: Yeah, well poor that's, like, maybe not like his son, but it's his Trevor. But I'm surprised that Snape or any other teacher could use potions or spells on students' pits. Because they talked about back and forth, well, if you do it wrong, it could be poison. <laughs> <laughs>
7: like, <laughs> and that kind of laughs, too. I think, I, think, I think Snape is just an asshole. I don't think he technically could... Or was allowed to do it. I think he just did, because Neville really pisses him off for some reason. what if Trevor died? Would his grandmother sue the school for that? (laughs) Justice for Trevor. (laughs) Honestly, I feel like Neville would have been in trouble if if Trevor died. (laughs) I think the grandma would have given uh, Neville more crap than Professor Snape.